Hello, greetings, and welcome to another episode of Being Healthy the Shaolin Way. Today, we're going to explore the topic of superintelligence. But we begin in an area that I questioned for what is transcendence? Well, transcendence refers to the state of quality of being beyond the limits of ordinary experience or understanding. It can refer to spiritual or religious concepts, such as the belief in a higher reality or the attainment of a state of enlightenment. In technology, it can refer to the idea of creating artificial intelligence that surpasses human intelligence and capability, also known as superintelligence. Now, the question arises, how do we measure superintelligence? Measuring superintelligence is a complex and debated topic. Some researchers propose using metrics such as the intelligent quotient test, while others suggest using more specialized tests that measure specific cognitive abilities. Another approach is to evaluate the AI's performance on a range of tasks, or the person's on a range of tasks, including tasks that are considered to be difficult for humans. Some also propose that we can measure superintelligence by the level of autonomy, creativity, and ability to improve oneself. There is no universally accepted method for measuring superintelligence yet. Measuring superintelligence, as I said, is a challenging task, as the concept of superintelligence is not well-defined and can encompass a large variety of abilities. One approach that has been proposed is to use metrics similar to those used to measure human intelligence, such as the intelligent quotients, for measuring superintelligence and AIs, artificial intelligence, that is. However, these tests are designed to measure human intelligence and may not be appropriate for evaluating the intelligence of artificial systems. Another approach is to use specialized tests that measure specific cognitive abilities, such as natural language processing, problem solving, or decision making. These tests could be designed to evaluate the AI's performance on tasks that are considered to be too difficult for humans. However, this approach also has its limitation, as it may not capture the full range of abilities that a superintelligent AI could possess. An alternative approach is to evaluate the AI's performance on a wide range of tasks and compare it to human performance. If the artificial intelligence consistently outperforms human actions across a wide range of tasks, it could be considered superintelligent. This, appro this approach has the advantage of being more comprehensive and less dependent on the specific abilities that are being measured. Another important aspect to measure superintelligence is the level of autonomy, creativity, and ability to improve itself. If an artificial intelligence system can operate independently, come up with novel ideas, and improve its own performance, it could be considered superintelligent. If we can't measure it, though, because of loose definitions, how do we know that it's real? If we can't measure superintelligence, it becomes difficult to know if it's real or not. However, it's important to note that the concept of superintelligence is often discussed in the context of the future development of artificial intelligence. Therefore, the reality of superintelligence may be dependent on the rate at which artificial intelligence technology advances 
and whether it reaches a point where it surpasses human intelligence and abilities in a significant and measurable way. A few indicators that could be used to determine if an artificial intelligence system has achieved superintelligence are its ability to form, perform tasks that are con currently considered to be the exclusive domain of human intelligence, such as understanding natural language, uh, problem solving, and decision making. You can consider its, its ability to improve itself, that is, to learn and adapt to new situations more quickly and effectively than humans its ability to operate autonomously and to make decisions independently without human supervision, its ability to come up with new ideas and solutions to problems. It is worth mentioning that even if an artificial intelligence system can achieve some of the above mentioned indicators, it may not be considered superintelligent by some as superintelligence is still a term, as I said before, that is not well-defined and its definition may vary depending on the subject. <clears throat> Can humans be superintelligence? Well, superintelligence is often used to describe artificial intelligence systems, but some abilities of some humans may surpass or may considered above normal superintelligent. For example, People with high IQs or exceptional problem-solving skills could be considered superintelligent in those specific areas. It is also possible to define superintelligence in a broader sense as the ability to think and learn in a highly advanced and efficient way, regardless of the means by which it is achieved. In this sense, some humans may be considered superintelligent. For example, Individuals have achieved, who have achieved a high level of expertise in a particular field, such as mathematics, physics, or computer science, may be considered super intelligent in that area. Additionally, there are some people who have developed techniques to improve their cognitive abilities and enhance their thinking process, like meditation, memory techniques, and neurofeedback, in a way that could be considered as a form of self-induced superintelligence. Now, we've got to ask ourselves a little bit more about neurofeedback. Now, neurofeedback is also known as EEG biofeedback. It's a type of therapy that uses real-time displays of brain activity, typically measured by electroencephalography, to help individuals learn to regulate their brain activity. The goal of neurofeedback is to teach individuals to control specific brainwave patterns in order to improve cognitive and behavioral functioning. The process typically involves attaching electrodes to the scalp. <clears throat> Pardon me. The process typically involves um, attaching electrodes to the scalp to measure brainwave activity and then providing feedback to the individual in the form of sounds, images, or other cues. For example, an individual may be asked to focus on a particular task, such as reading a book or solving a math problem, while brainwave activity is measured. If the individual's brainwaves are not in the desired pattern, they may receive feedback in the form of a sound or image that indicates they need to adjust their focus. Over time, the individual learns to control their brainwave patterns and improve their cognitive and behavioral functioning. Neurofeedback has been used to treat a wide variety of conditions, such as 
ADHD, um, anxiety, depression, and insomnia. But it has also been used to improve cognitive functioning in healthy individuals, such as increasing attention, memory, and creativity. However, it's important to note that the research on neurofeedback is still ongoing and more studies are needed to establish the effectiveness of the technique. But in the context of superintelligence, some researchers have proposed that neurofeedback could be used to enhance cognitive abilities. This is a relatively new area of research and it remains to be seen whether neurofeedback can truly be used to create in human beings a form of self-induced superintelligence. Now, this ends today's episode of Being Healthy is a Shaolin Way. If you'd like to learn more about the monks of the Shaolin Temple, please go to shaolintempleus.net. Until next time, I wish you namaste.